right. I'm Mike Broadwell along with Jim Bentley. How's it going, Mike? And we are The Marketing Tools. And this week's podcast uh, is about marketing strategies and tactics for business owners. Our goal of each show is to provide you with at least one specific actionable tool that you could use at your business to maximize your marketing and advertising efforts. Now, we can't promise you're going to find that one thing every time, but that's our goal. Yeah, that's in, that's good Good time for the disclaimer. So <laughs> You got a disclaimer now? <laughs> I and do. We talked about that. Yeah, we started with a disclaimer now. So remember, everything in marketing is subjective. So not everyone thinks or believes the same things. So pick the things that work for you because not everything will. And I'm sure you're not going to agree with us all the time because we don't always even agree with each other. So Yeah, and I don't even agree with myself sometimes. It just comes out kind of diarrhea of the mouth. Why'd you say that? And constipation of the brain. <laughs> That's what my grandpa always said. So today's topic is how to get consumers to trust your marketing message. In other words, credibility. How do you make your marketing message credible? So let's start with the most credible source on the internet, of course, <laughs> Urban Dictionary with the definition of the word credible. So Okay. So credible is used in place of the word legit to express something that is cool or hip. It represents a higher level of coolness since something is not just legitimate, but it's credible too. <laughs> that definition is better than the uh, the one on the internet yeah, so, Google. So here it is in a sentence. Did you hear Matt saved a baby from being eaten by a shark? That kid is so credible. Yeah, because you'd say that kid's legit, man. Yeah. <laughs> that kid's credible. Incredible in, in the dictionary actually says able to be believed, semicolon, convincing. So, so no, I'm, I'm going with the Urban Dictionary yeah, definition. It's right definitely to the point. cooler. It's definitely cooler <laughs> to be credible. Everyone's seen some version of a Ginsu knife ad or <laughs> right? flex seal right now. You see a lot, that guy where he saws his boat in half and then he sprays it with some... Some black stuff. Some and black it, stuff. And then all of a sudden he's, he's ripping across the lake in this boat <laughs> minutes after spraying it. Ripping across the lake. <laughs> so those types of messages, they might move the needle to a point, but that's as far as it goes, right? Well, and one thing I want to say too, Mike, is not only is it important for your business to be credible, but it's important, again, from from my background, being in sales... It's mm -hmm. important for me to be credible as well. Sorry if you bought a can of Flex Seal. That doesn't mean you're a sucker. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's huh. just <laughs> no comment, right? I, I just didn't think that was reality. When That's I saw what that. the disclaimer's for. So, but so so, how do you do this? Is the question, and it's it's you got to make sure you're telling the truth in your advertising from the consumer's perspective, not from yours. Mm -hmm. So, I have three easy rules for this. So, okay. number one is live up to your slogan. Don't promise something you can't deliver. So Walmart, their slogan is always low prices. If you walked into a Walmart and you decide I'm going <laughs> to grab a gallon of milk and say milk at Kroger's two bucks and you see it yeah. at Walmart's four, it, it, <laughs> it blows the whole thing out. They, it, they can't call themselves always or can't use their slogan always low prices if it's not going to be if they're not if they're not going to be telling the truth. Right. And something that's worked for me, Mike, I believe, too, as a business owner, you have to and it seems like common sense, mm -hmm. but you have to put yourself in the consumer's shoes, in your customer's shoes. And that's easier said than done to remove yourself from the situation you're in. But if you walked in your own store, what do you expect when you give that message? Try to put yourself in the shoes of who you're selling to. Yeah, Motel 6 is running a campaign right now, and they've been using it for a while, saying they, it's a clean, comfortable room. That's what they're promising. They're not promising anything else. They're not promising they're the Hilton. And I think, Mike, this, go, mm -hmm. this is the same, under the same rule. I hope you don't have this as another mm -hmm. rule, and I'm ruining it, but... I always, I, I live by, a motto I live by is 
under promise and over deliver. I almost said over promise and under deliver. Yeah. That would be bad. Yeah. But but you wanna you want to be able to set those expectations early with with whatever you're doing. Right. People um, in their advertising want to always make these big grandiose claims and right. then, and, and exaggerate everything yeah. and, and get some but there's something to be said about being real and mm-hmm. you know, because then the other person trusts you more. You yeah. become more credible if you say, yeah. Hey, I, I understand this is your goal, this is what you want to do, but that's not really it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I can't and again in my mind due to sales, I'm thinking you have a five hundred dollar budget, I can't get you on the air and promote your business. It's just right. not that's something we're going to have to revisit. So rule two is use testimonials and endorsements. Always make your story more believable, but you all always have to make sure you choose wisely. So, you know, Jared with Subway is a great example. He actually did go on that diet. He actually <laughs> yes. did lose the weight and it worked. Yeah. You want to preface that? Not the, yeah. not all of Jared was a great example. No, <laughs> but, it, but the beginning of it, they, they had it, you know, they nailed it. He was, he was a very believable, credible. And, and at the uh, time, and he had, he had everything to back it up. He had the, he had the mm-hmm. pants he held he up the in pants. front of him. Yeah. Look at my old pants. You believe you remember the other guys in that, or the other guy in that commercial? I don't. Who, no. Art Bones Backy. I don't know. I just remember that. Whatever. Is that real? Maybe some people. Yeah. Did so I miss there was that or one you just dreamed it. D- did I dream it? Yeah. No, I heard that thing a million times. <laughs> okay. So there's a subway commercial playing, and then there was another guy in there. Huh. Hi, I'm Art Bones Backy. I washed I'm it out of my the same memory thing. bank. <laughs> well, he didn't stick around like Jared did. <laughs> and, and then the third is, and this is a real important one, is it's take on and answer your complaints in online especially and I know I know you work for Dan Gilbert. Yep. He is a master at this, right? Yeah, oh my gosh. I got yes. a, a story of a person an acquaintance who uh you know they had their wedding reception or some some kind of event at a casino he owns and okay. they had some kind of issue and they made an a a, a tweet complaint mm-hmm. and Dan this you know the owner of the casino saw it and it got all the way to their marketing department they yes. made sure they reached out to the person they found them they took care of them. So when you do that, when you take on and answer your complaints, you diffuse the whole problem. Customer satisfaction is one of their biggest things. Yeah. So before we get into uh, brilliance, blurs, and boners, yep. I just wanted to talk about uh, different types of apologies. So when something does go wrong, there's basically, there are three types of, of apologies in the world. Okay. And the, the first one is completely useless. We all have friends, I, I guarantee you might be one of them. <laughs> yeah, that that's, is what, a person that's why I'm laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is late to everything, right? Yep. Every time you go to do something with them, this person is late. Well, that's not me. Okay. <laughs> I'm on time. Fair enough. Except this morning to work, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they apologize every time. And yeah. after... I don't know, the second or third time, that apology is, you're not even listening to it's it. It's the, useless. It's, it's the boy words. who cried wolf. So, and, and actually after, uh, at, at some point, I mean, I got a friend who's late all, I, I tell him if we need to leave somewhere at three, I tell him we need to leave at two. <laughs> I do it to my wife. Late. I do it to my mom. Yeah. I do it to so many people. <laughs> and I know he's going to be late and I know he's going to apologize. And the apology is almost annoying at yeah. that part. Like, point. Don't even, don't even bother apologizing. What are you doing? You're making it worse by apologizing. Right. I know you don't give a shit. <laughs> so the second type of apology, it's, it's more effective. But it it can backfire. But the second type of apology is to admit your incompetence. And it's basically, you know, yeah, I did that. And it's because I'm an idiot in business. That's the one I think I give the most. I think you get a lot of practice with that with your wife. don't you? (laughs) I get a practice everywhere. I get practice at work with Paula. (laughs) I'm sorry. Again, I'm sorry. I forgot to do that. And I really, truly am sorry. Mm -hmm. But at some point, 
one and two can come together as well. Yeah, you can hey. be both one and two. I can right. tell you I'm an idiot, but if I tell you that a lot of times, yeah, you're right. going to start believing it. Sorry, I'm a dumbass. It's yeah, true. You, yes. you are a dumbass because yeah, it's okay. you've been saying it over and over. I like so, being a dumbass. <laughs> so that's not a great one to use in business. But the third and most effective one is called a commitment apology. And it's a commitment to do better in the future. So you're basically saying, you know what? I blew this one. I recognize what I did was wrong. And in the future, you can hold me to a higher standard. Yeah. And like I said, when it's done right, it really diffuses the the situation. So I travel a lot. I like going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always look at the resorts. I like looking at TripAdvisor and seeing the reviews. And so here's here's an example of one. And it's a resort I actually go to. And here's the here's the review. So... The headline is, nice trip, but the food left us a little dissatisfied. So this is an all-inclusive resort. The rooms are nice. The staff, for the most part, is friendly. The food on the buffet, however, is less than appealing. Some days it was difficult to get decent service in the dining room. We took a cab and ate most of our dinners in town. There was always something on the buffet but would eat, but overall, I was not impressed by the food choices. The resort is well-maintained, and they try and get the guests involved with activities around the pool. Overall, we enjoyed our trip, even though it rained every day. <laughs> if you want a beach or a diving lo- this is a great location. We saw iguanas, turtles, and some sort of raccoon-looking critter. It's signed by C. Dudley from Texas. C. Dudley. You know what that makes me... So, so I hear that, Mike. Mm-hmm. Trying to put myself in the business owner's shoes, my first thought is if I read that, I'd be like, fine, good. good. You, you, yeah, yeah, we never promised we were going to have the greatest food, and... You ended up eating dinner every night, right? And you enjoyed it. So I can't make you happy all the way around, but that would be what I would say to myself. But then I'd say, okay, I'm not going to respond that way. So here's the manager's response. The general manager responded. It it took them two days to respond, which isn't optimal. Right. You know, people, when they complain, they expect a response in 24 hours. But this person, they're out of the country by now. So here's the, the response was, we greatly appreciate the time you spent at our resort and that you reviewed your hotel experience. We strive to exceed our guests' expectations, and your comments will help our teams in reaching that goal. We do the utmost to ensure our guests can enjoy an enriching dining experience in an unrivaled setting with excellent service. Our restaurant team will continue to work to surprise you with delicious international and local dishes on your next visit. We have taken note of your various constructive comments, and please be assured that we value all our guests' feedback, and it is of the utmost importance to us to ensure that the necessary corrective measures are taken accordingly to avoid a similar situation in the future. And that's signed okay. by General Manager, blah, blah, blah. I think, I think it was really good. It, I think it's a commitment apology, yeah. right? I mean, he's, he acknowledged the fact that, or I don't want to say acknowledged, but apologized. It was they recognized the problem. They, they said that yep. we like the constructive criticism. And that's something they need to, I think that's good when other people read that review and mm-hmm. they say, well, I'm going to go there. They may not have the best, hopefully it's better, but they, they find the person credible I, I or the resort that one credible because uh, that was a resort I did choose, choose to go to. And it was, the food was great and everything was, was it really? I had a great experience. Yeah. So that's the reason I, I pulled that out because I read that before I went. And when mm-hmm. I read that response, I was like, Okay, you know, I always look at... Oh, you actually read that before you went? Yeah. I mean, there was there was hundreds and hundreds of five-star yeah. reviews, and I always would go to the ones just <laughs> right. to see what they say. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, God, that if that person's giving them a one over that, and they said they had a good time. and But, I mean, overall, the reviews were good of that resort. So, all right, here's another one. And, and I hate when people say pro tip. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that but, is... Uh, well, I picture some... Uh, that's just my mind, though, first but, of all. But go ahead. What's but this I pro gotta, tip? I got to give a pro, t- pro, pro tip here. Uh, don't let the unpaid intern run your social media. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad idea. Or a bot, right? Right. And, and as much as social media, you don't want to be bothered with it. You, it 
it's something again nowadays. Yeah. Maybe ten years ago, it didn't matter. There was stuff mm-hmm. out there, but now it's used with everything. So, so here's the scenario. This girl, she takes a picture of her Domino's pizza, and it looks delicious. It's got uh, it's got pepperoni and banana pepper on it. Oh, in a deep dish. Oh, I love looks, banana pepper. I know. <laughs> so right away, and her her this is on her personal Facebook page, and she hashtagged it Domino's or um, best pizza ever, pan pizza, smiley face, keep up the good work, guys! Exclamation point. Really? Sounds great, right? Yeah, I did not think that's where you're going. <laughs> I'm not even going to make a guess at how Domino's responded to that. But here's their response. Would, would they, uh, a couple emojis, maybe an eggplant and a volcano? No, <laughs> they should have. That would have been better. <laughs> like, Th- their response was, and this was where, where maybe this was a bot that responded. Oh. So sorry about that. <laughs> Please share some additional information with us at, and they put a link on, so we can have this addressed. That would make me. That would make that good pizza. I'd go. Yeah. What well, are they doing over there? They don't. Customer service right. isn't there. It's it's an algorithm <laughs> figuring this out, and somehow it recognizes it as a complaint without right. anyone there was actually no reading this. She was They're saying basically it was just good. telling you to call mm-hmm. if you have a complaint, which right. is duh. Right. <laughs> so right away, her friends jump on it. One of them writes, "Was that an was that an automated response?" <laughs> and then the next person wrote, you have to love corporations and their social media teams. Yeah. So, and then Domino's, to add to one fail, other people were writing that wasn't meant to be a complaint. That was a compliment. Wow. You know, things like that. Uh-huh. And so Domino's, they, someone figured it out and wrote, no, we meant sorry. It took so long for you to enjoy the best pizza ever. Think someone from Domino's said yeah, that? Yeah, someone from Domino's. Uh, they kind of redeemed themselves in my mind. A little corny, but yeah. It was a little late, but but to me, if I'd read that, I mean, clearly someone was like, oh boy, we're... She wrote, give me a free pizza and I'll forget all about it. <laughs> Did they respond to that? If they gave There's, her a free pizza, that would be great. No, it's not a, It's not in the article. That would make found, it so much better because in, in that instance, they're, they're recognizing... Oh, sorry, we made, made a mistake here. <laughs> We should have someone manning this yeah. at all times, but clearly we don't. That's That falls in but the I think it's, category. Yeah, it's, it's very, very, very important to, <laughs> to mm-hmm. keep an eye on that stuff. Here's my last one. So uh, some guy, this is on Twitter, he tweeted at Smart Car, and he said, saw a bird had crapped on a smart car. It totaled it. <laughs> it's just because the smart car is so small. That's what I'm taking. Like, I think just trying the to smallest make a joke. amount of weight. Just that car crumbled under Crumble. the pressure of a bird dump. <laughs> and so smart car replied, and I'm putting this in the brilliance category before I even read it okay. to you. Couldn't have been one bird. Sounds more like 4.5 million. Seriously, <laughs> we did the math. It would take 4.5 million pigeon craps to crush a smart car, 360,000 turkey craps, or 45,000 emu craps. Ooh. And then they put the math all there. You know, and they put little graphics. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope they put the math. You know what my response would have been to that? It would only taken 3,200 of my craps to, to crush that car. I would have responded, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> measured a bird crap, how much it weighed. I picture a guy picking, I found a good one here. Bring it and dump it on the, kind of throw his hands down like he's getting it off his hands onto the scale. All right, go ahead. Sorry, so, I just kind of went off there. I was just thinking bird crap got me. Uh, well, I think those are those are all three good examples of a good way to respond. I, I think smart cars was brilliant. Yes. I think the uh, the resort was 
adequate, if not. Yeah, it was close to. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it brilliant, mm-hmm. just because it wasn't necessarily unique, but it definitely right. addressed the problem. Yep. You don't always have to answer something with humor or you know hit a home run with a joke or something. Right. right. You know, sometimes it's just you just have to respond. But the the one was definitely smart. A boner. Car leaned right into it. Dominoes. And Dominoes. <laughs> sorry, Dominoes is a boner. Sorry, Dominoes. But yep. at least they did have someone. I still give them a, a, a tiny bit of credit for. They came Recognize back. Yeah. seeing like, oh crap, <laughs> someone got an automated response after a compliment. Uh, on to uh, my favorite part of the show, listener questions. Oh, we have another. How we many did. questions do we have? Well, I, I I'm sure we one. had quite a few. You there just was, picked one, There right? was a lot. I, I picked this one because it was kind of on our topic today. Okay. It says, uh, hi, Mike and Jim. I've been listening to your show since the very first episode. Really? Thanks awesome. for all the great advice. You've helped me stay focused on my marketing message. I own a bake shop in Covington, Kentucky, and recently I've had a series of poor Yelp reviews. Do you think that I should hire a PR firm to get my business some good publicity to counter the poor reviews? I love you tools. Signed, Jennifer. <laughs> so first of all, keep the emails coming. Yes. The marketing tools podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, with all those people that have been with us from the start, we can't thank you enough. It's been a great couple of weeks. It's been a great sure. couple of weeks to know that you've listened to an episode or two and really enjoy it. So keep them coming. So my my advice would be, Jennifer, um, customer complaints can actually be a good thing if you if you listen, understand, apologize, acknowledge the complaint, and then say you're going to take action. Right. So if you follow those five steps, if you want to hire a PR firm, go for it. I mean, to get good publicity, but. I, it's not going to you still need to acknowledge those customer complaints. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's that if you really want to spend that money and hire up because you don't have time to take care of it, that's fine. But I think this is something I would like to think this is something you can just handle on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, I believe it makes it more makes it more personal. I think you are going to write have better responses to those negative reviews. I think you're going to learn it better. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of someone just reading those and responding, uh, you're going to miss some stuff. It's going to fall through the cracks and you're not going to make uh, the necessary adjustments you need to make to, you know, to make as many people as possible happy. So remember, if you want to build a trusted brand, live up to your slogan, use believable, sincere testimonials whenever possible. And finally, acknowledge when you make a mistake and be willing to take action to correct it. So that's the show. If you have listener questions, please email us at themarketingtoolspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. And you can also visit us on Facebook, The Marketing Tools Podcast. Some um, articles for you or some advice from mm-hmm. time to time. I don't want to, I'm going to underpromise and overdeliver on that. I said from time to Perfect. time. Uh, We're trying to build a trusted brand at The Marketing right. Tools Podcast. Maybe eventually the goal is to eventually do it pretty regularly, but, mm-hmm. um, you know. It'll be up there from time to time. We're working on Twitter and LinkedIn now. Those will be there in the future. But as of now, the Marketing Tools Podcast at gmail.com and Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. So Thanks do. for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.